Loitering at Wonderland Studios presents NyQuil and Cocaine, a face-off novelization. Chapter 10. Unlimited Human Flesh Food. Archer flings open another set of doors while human being CCH Pounder sneaks up behind him. She suggests that she could put an agent inside Pollux's cell, hoping that he will give up information on a sex bomb. Considering how well it went last time they had an undercover agent in play, they might want to consider a different plan. Plus, the greatest undercover agent, Tongue Sucker Jones, is still, as far as we know, stuck in a weekend at Bernie scenario, so she's out of commission, so why even bother with someone inferior? Archer quickly paces back and forth while telling human being CCH Pounder that Pollux won't talk to anyone except his dead brother, Castor. Human being CCH Pounder lights a cigarette inside his office, which is a real dick move, but also sets up a premise by saying there's one more possibility. Instead of hearing the other possibility, we instead cut to a fancy building on the edge of a mountain. The building reveals its name to be Walsh Institute. Well, hello Walsh Institute. Nice to meet you. I wonder what secrets we hold. Oh, never mind. Archer's SUV drives down a ramp and out of frame. Did he go somewhere for ice cream? We may never know. Must be a super fancy ice cream parlor considering they have a hospital-like building. A door labeled Pre-Operative 4 Post-Operative opens. This is apparently the fourth room that can handle pre- and post-operations, but not quality enough of a room to handle the actual operations. Human being CCH Pounder, still holding the same cigarette from before, walks into the room. Travolta casually strolls in behind her like he's with his wife at a museum and intensely bored. We cut to spy vision where we peep through blinds on Castro Troy in a hospital bed. CCH Pounder and Travolta walk up to the bed. We get a high quality shot of Cage's nipples before the camera settles on the classy up the nose angle. Travolta is an actor, so he grabs his face while whining out, Oh God, you're keeping him alive? This means that human being CCH Pounder brought up the subject in Archer's office, then they got in his car and drove who knows how many LA traffic miles in silence. I want to see that scene when they both sit there in the car in uncomfortable silence for a half hour while Archer patiently waits for the explanation. Human being CCH Pounder tells him to relax and that he's a turnip before she finally puts her Virginia Slim 100 out on Castor's arm. Castor does not wake up from his NyQuil and cocaine coma. Again, another dick move, CCH. She might be the biggest dick in this movie and that's saying a lot considering Archer has done nothing but dick around at home and work. Travolta walks up to the camera to overact, while CCH Pounder asks what if he could walk into the prison to give Pollux a brotherly hug as Castor Troy. This sexually excites and confuses Archer, but who cares about that because we are interrupted by Malcolm Walsh, a man wearing not only a tie, but also a purple lab coat. Fashion isn't important in the lab, but goddammit it matters to him. He speaks in Hannibal Lecter cadence and shakes Archer's hand. Oh, and apparently we did in fact go to the Walsh Institute. This makes me believe there will be no ice cream coming into the storyline anytime soon. I might have to go get some of my own if the movie doesn't provide any. I'll still hold out hope that we're at the Malcolm Walsh ice cream parlor. This shouldn't be about ice cream though. This should be about face off. It has come into play that Walsh can alter the likeness and voice of a government witness, so really he's just a really good plastic surgeon. But in the scene his surgery skills are treated like they are Merlin-esque powers. They walk over to one of the rooms deemed good enough to handle the actual operations, and we see a man from the airport shootout that got his ear blown off. One of many false Sean Archers early on. We cut to inside the room to see a computer monitor making an ear inside the Matrix. One of the buttons says abort, so this machine must be the same abortion machine from Prometheus. I love seeing famous actors in their early unknown roles. We pan over to see two red and one blue laser making a 3D print of an ear. You just know this Malcolm Walsh has a drawer full of 3D printed vaginas. Another theory would explain the Hannibal Lecter speech cadence. Because with this 3D flesh printer, he basically has unlimited human flesh food at his disposal. Printing a human ear for this guy is basically equivalent to a normal person whipping up a batch of mac and cheese. 
meaning he prepares flesh meals at three in the morning after he gets into arguments with his agent and therapist. <laughs> no, no, no. This book is about face-off. Walsh tells Archer that the healing will only take days, not weeks. We then cut to a computer display where we see a 3D wire body meant to represent the characters of Sean Archer and Caster Troy. However, if you look closely, they are labeled as S. Archer and T. Caster, which is thoroughly confusing. So they abbreviate Archer's first name and then abbreviate Caster's last name and throw it at the beginning of the label? What the fuck for? Oh, it's so the audience doesn't think it's Pollock's Troy. They had to spell it out that clearly for you. This movie thinks you are stupid. Labeling it as C.Troy would still differentiate between the Troy brothers, as their first names do not begin with the same letter. Clearly the Walsh Institute took some cues from the FBI phone labeling nightmare. At any rate, at least they made Travolta heavier than Cage in the images. Walsh mentions that their blood types won't match, but that Pollux won't know that. I should hope not. I rarely, if ever, ask for a blood sample to run back to my lab when I run into friends or family. We switch back and forth between the ear being put on the guy in the operating lab and Walsh showing Archer his awesome computer. Seems to me that having non-sterilized people wandering around your operating lab is a recipe for infection, but what the fuck do I know? I'm the guy that's still waiting for ice cream, so clearly I'm out of my league here. Walsh tells Archer that they can fix the hairlines and love handles, and Travolta just nods his head in shame. Walsh holds up a clear mask and talks about how fucking amazing it is. He basically says it's like a magical Halloween mask designed by Merlin, i.e. himself. It will sit on Travolta's face, then they will basically throw Cage's face on top of it or something. Who knows? So much pseudoscience in this speech that one begins to tune out and wonder how Merlin the plastic surgeon will handle the magnificent butt chin Travolta's always carrying around. Travolta finds all this hilarious and human being CCH Pounder tells him it's all reversible. Archer states very clearly that he does not want to be involved in this garbage plot and starts to walk away. He walks directly up to the camera like he has a dozen times and CCH Pounder tells him a bomb will blow if he fails. They are basically begging the man to participate in the face-offing aspect of the film Face-Off. Considering I've been told this is a movie, and he's an actor that signed on to do the movie, I have a strong feeling he will participate in this offing of faces. If you somehow managed to enjoy this shit show, share it with your friends. Go to liwstudios.com for more shows. I'll be back for chapter 11 of NyQuil and Cocaine, a face-off novelization. Until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. So long, citizens. So long, Cage.